Hello there, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of the Blues Fan Forum podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Steeb. With me, as always, is Benjamin Howard. What's up, Ben? Yo, what's up, brother? And joining us for episode 11 is a high school buddy of mine, Sawyer. How you doing, Sawyer? What's going on, guys? Doing good. Glad to be here. Awesome. Appreciate you coming. Heard the, the traffic wasn't, yeah. wasn't the greatest, but... Everybody had a convoy over here, apparently. <laughs> I was a, you got a, a roadblocker yeah. of semis. I pulled my middle finger all the way over here, so... <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen. All right. Well, before we talk blues hockey, I actually wanted to bring up something, because I think... Was it two podcasts ago that we mentioned Ben's engagement? Was that two podcasts ago? Was that episode? It's been uh, three, approximately three 30, 31 days. 31 days since you've been engaged. So it's been, uh, yeah, I think it was two ago. Not that you're counting. Maybe three ago. Are you counting that or did you just do quick math? Quick math. Okay. You're so smart. Calculator. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I wanted to bring that up because Ben and his fiance B actually met and got talking I mean, it was through soccer at Webster True. when we played there. That's kind of how they got to know each other. But they kind of got connected because of blues hockey. Yeah. she. Uh, we had a class together, and we would text about, you know, notes and whatnot. And we got tests coming up. And I think she fell in love with me for my big, uh, my big TV. Hey, I mean. My 46-inch TV in college was a, a big TV back then. <laughs> So she would text me and uh, ask if she could come over and watch the game, even if I weren't home. And (laughs) I think it was also the fact that she was and lived in a dorm, and I don't think they got the game. No, I don't think so. Um, She she mentioned she like bought like the TV package or whatever, and still couldn't ever find the games. So that's rough. And we were high class in our apartment. We had not only a large TV but also (laughs) DVR. And a balcony. That apartment was a whole vibe. (laughs) It was cool. Okay. And I bring that up because having Sawyer here, Sawyer is blues famous, sort of. Kind Um, of a diehard fan. Diehard fan. Diehard blues fan forum fan, too. I was going to throw this in later, but I'll throw it right now. He's the only person to support the podcast so far. Legend. So... Yeah, legendary. When we start making money and I start making T-shirts, I'm just going to ship him free T-shirts because he's Big free box. he's number one. That's yeah, right. I hope I have this date right because I did some research, and so you're going to tell me if I'm wrong. Ooh, okay. October twentieth, twenty eighteen. Yeah, that day sounds kind of familiar. Is that familiar? What is that day to you? Uh, that is the day the Blues beat Toronto. No, that's my wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's when Sawyer nice. got married. And Sawyer, what was your wedding like? All right, I got to clarify this because everyone thinks it was my idea. So it was blues themed, uh-huh. but it was Sarah's idea. Really? And I, yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, wedding's more. It's more of a girls thing, you know. I was like, she's like, we're doing blues, we're doing blues. And I was just like, are, are you sure? Because like, <laughs> I, I don't care. Like, I'm gonna love it, right. but I'm not gonna be mad if like you absolutely don't want to. And she's like, no, we're doing blues themed. So. It was really cool. All the decorations were actually like 90% of the stuff we owned. So um, we had kind of nice. Instead of like the sign on book, we did um, custom jerseys. So mine said groom 20, her says bride 28. Everybody that attended signed. Okay. So yeah, as I I do remember the Blues uh, beating Toronto that night. I don't remember the score because. Me remembering that they won is a victory enough, right? right? That is awesome. So yeah, you had a whole like article on KSDK and again, also got to clarify, I did not want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) It was really nice. And my wife's like, we should do this. And I was like, I'm just doing it for you. Like, I don't want to do this because I'm the most like shy and humble person when it comes to getting on TV and stuff. Like I hate it. Uh I hate attention. Um, But yeah, she's like, let's just do it. I was like, fine, we'll do it. But it was really cool. I was actually at work the night that aired. And my good friend I work with was like, did you see but this is before we knew each other? He's like, did you see this couple? And I was like, yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> he, had <laughs> he, had double, he had to do a double take. And he was like, oh, that is you. And I was oh. like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm on TV. Right? Yeah. That's crazy. That whole year was actually pretty crazy. Uh, we'd got married and then they started off terrible. We moved back home right when that, you know, the winning streak. Was mm-hmm. it 11 in a row they won? Something like that. Wasn't that right in January? Mm-hmm. So we moved back, then the playoffs kicked up, and uh, 
I remember telling my good buddy Brandon Zick, I said, you know, he he would always give me crap for the Blues. They're like, oh, they're going to choke this year. And I said, <laughs> this year, if they win, I'll get a tattoo of my dog with a Blues jersey. And I said the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He told everyone, and everyone remembers. So I now have a tattoo of my bulldog in <laughs> oh, a blues do? jersey no. next to a Stanley Cup. Yeah, you gotta, oh, you gotta show us that. I'm oh, gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> for sure show you. I need a picture of that. That's going on the. On that's the awesome. <laughs> Doesn't a man of his word. Yeah, that's. So, I like great. the I like the jersey sign in as well. That's awesome. Yeah it it was a great time. Uh, we walked into the Blues, you know, goal horn going off. Uh, all my, you know, groomsmen, the bridesmaids, they all wore blues jerseys coming in. And, like, we had one almost from every era. Like, the inaugural season, we don't have anything like that. But, like, we had the clown jersey, the jersey mm-hmm. before. I used to be, like, a big blues, you know, apparel buyer. And then then you have kids. <laughs> you can't buy that <laughs> stuff anymore. Take all your money. And I say kids. I only have one kid, so... It, it's just yeah it, it's little blues hockey in our house anymore other than watching it on tv oh, really? that's about the extent of it but no that Dang. was that was a good year um i think we met up on game four that year did you go to the game four of the cup finals i think that's that sounds right i was at one of the games because yeah. that was the one year that i've ever had season tickets like partial season tickets yeah. and i was last on our, our voting list for the tickets but I was, oh yeah i think that sounds right because we would have had, we were at one and two were at Boston, and then mm-hmm. we would have had three and then four. So yeah, four, four I had. Four was a last minute buy for me. Sarah was working, and this guy had like a six hundred dollar ticket, and I was just like, "Suck, Sarah, you work. I'm gonna buy this ticket and go. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm going." And then uh, if if you remember Larry Jones, he was a good friend yeah. of mine. He was big into Portnoy and the Barstool Boys, uh-huh. and. Uh, I remember my other buddies were texting me they're like, oh, you know, you know, Barstool is going to be there. And I was like, no way in hell I see these guys. Like, there's no <laughs> way. Sat two seats away from them. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so I, I texted everyone I knew and I was just like, what are the chances? <laughs> and man, I screamed some terrible things at those Boston fans because they're all, they all Boston fans, except the I can't remember his name. The one guy with the chinchilla. Yeah, I remember that. He was I, hanging out with Brett Hall that night. Yeah, yeah. He was like the only Blues fan, but I was screaming. Was that things. was that the game that Dave Portnoy got air quotes assaulted? Did you see the yeah. video? <laughs> Did you see the video of that? Yeah. Wow. Was that at a Blues game? Yeah. Or yeah. He was up in the nosebleeds, and some guy was thrown around his rally towel and like hit Dave Portnoy in the face like hard, oh. as, <laughs> hard as can be. The guy tried to be like, oh, I didn't mean to. If you go by, back and watch the video, he like clearly whips it oh, right yeah. at him. <laughs> it was so intentional. <laughs> Did it on purpose. Oh, yeah. Well, well, they're Barstool, like Dave Portnoy, they're from Massachusetts, aren't they? Yeah. So are they from Boston or are they just Boston fans? They're all Boston fans. Boston. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's how they say so, it. So, yeah. So, I wouldn't be surprised. Now, I would imagine that B would probably want a traditional wedding. But I wouldn't be surprised if maybe B pulls a Sarah and wants to go, yeah, go blue. Yeah, there's good potential. Blue's wedding. Actually. It was, I like I said, I literally Googled Sawyer uh, Blue's wedding, I think, and I found it. <laughs> like, it wasn't, I didn't do, like, wow. any hardcore research. Like, that's all it yeah. took. And there was a bunch of pictures. It looked awesome. Like, yeah, I mean, was... it, you had so much stuff. I don't it just say cool. this just because it makes my wife happy. I really do mean it. It was, like, one of the greatest days of my life. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. That was cool. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, we can talk hockey. Um, do you have The Athletic? Ever read articles on there? Uh, so is that a paid subscription type thing? It is, yeah. It's sixty dollars, so, I think, a year. So I always, I always get like the hooker, you know, the one that's just like, all right, Jeremy Rutherford says this since the first three lines, and I click on it, I'm like, oh, I'm not paying for yeah, this. Yeah, then it won't <laughs> let you read the rest yeah. of it. <laughs> well, I don't even know if you would have had. This is where I got the information is from the Athletic, uh, but it's from it's a quote from Chief, and I think it kind of talks about how. The blues are going right now and it's kind of a uh, scary is the word i want to come up with but this team like because this team's supposed to be good and we're just we're not we're not right now we're not and then hearing chief say this uh so he says in quotes we have a great culture here that we built and a team first work ethic attitude it's lost now and we've got to get it back 
I, I feel like I talked about this last podcast, but how as professional athletes are you losing the team first work ethic attitude? Well, did you hear Kerber last night at all? I don't know if this is post game. It had to have been post game. I was leaving work, but he was talking about like how Chelly Case was taught or Kelly Chase was Kelly talking. Chase. Yeah. Jumble my words. There. Yeah. Right. Kelly Chase <laughs> was talking to him and he was talking about how the guys weren't hungry anymore, how they had the, some of them had the Stanley Cup, the contracts, and they weren't hungry anymore. And I was just kind of like, man, that does stick out, mm-hmm. you know. Kyra is kind of that young guy who just got paid, and I don't know, you know, uh, a few of the boys have the cup ring. I, I don't. I just think it's a leadership issue. All right. So the next quote I have written down is Kelly Chase, who in the article, Kelly Chase said this, but he also said that Doug says this. Like this is a saying Doug says. He says, it's hard to eat when your belly is full. And what motivates athletes? Winning and money. And, I mean, we have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players locked into contracts that are four years or more. And they're getting paid millions of dollars. So they got the money. And we have, I think, eight people on the roster right now that won the Stanley Cup with us. So they got the winning. So what motivates you? What gets you? I, I hope it's, you know, the lack or the embarrassment that they're facing right, right. now. Um, they were talking about Sunday how both teams were not where they want to be, you know, the Avalanche. Yeah. But the key mm-hmm. thing that stuck out, I remember they're like, but the Avalanche know they're going to get better. We don't know if the Blues are going to get better. Right. Um, I don't know what motivates them. Um, I think they need a change in leadership from, I wouldn't say GM standpoint, but maybe coach and, you know, team leaders possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they said Baruby's job was safe, but pretty sure they said Mike Yo's job was safe at one point. Too, so. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's not, a- not everyone's job is always safe. I mean, it's just not going to appear as it is sometimes, I guess what I'm trying to say. Um, personally, I think, you know, it's hard to say I don't like Craig Berube because he's the guy that brought St. Louis the cup. Right. And, and I do like him a lot. But, like, if you've ever looked – I actually have this pulled up. If you ever looked at his playoff stats and take 2019 run out, he's under 500 Does in the playoffs. include, like, AHL as well or just for the – Just NHL. Just NHL. Well, actually, just, just Blues. Yeah. Well, actually – Oh, yeah. Uh, he had one year in Philly, Philly too, but they went – They lost in seven the first round. So, so. do I think he's a good coach – yeah, I mean, he's coaching the NHL. I'm not going to say no coaching the NHL is bad. Right. But, but do I think we he could do better or we could do better as replacement-wise? For sure. Um, like I said, the year after, he went 2-4 and four in the playoffs. The year right. after that, 0-4. That and was four. the bubble year, right? So, yeah, and you bubble could take year. that into consideration, the and bubble year. We got our, year. our butt kicked by Vancouver in the bubble. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know. I think, I think we give it to Stevie Ott. He's... Every, I feel like every offseason I hear, like, Ott's going to be top of the line for head coaching jobs. Ott's going to be top of the line at least the last two years. And the fact that he's still with us. I've seen a rumor that he was potentially going somewhere else to be head coach. Like last year? or Yeah. yeah. I feel like he's more of a player's coach in a sense of he can get down more to earth with the guys. Like, I remember a big thing with Ken Hitchcock is the rumor was, he just couldn't relate with any of the players, especially the young guys. And they were just like, who's this old guy? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's starting to turn the way for Baruby is right now, but I feel like Steve out played with some of the guys or right. against yeah. them, if not. And it's just maybe, maybe it's, I mean, the way I look at it, what's it going to hurt? I mean, right. we, we uh, could get a little worse or we get a lot better. Well, here, like you can't trade as much as I'd, Pareko is kind of the whipping boy for this year, I keep saying. As much as you'd love Pareko to go, he's signed till 2030. Ooh. Right? <laughs> and so you can't – I don't care who that player is. You can't trade that contract. If it's a, a mediocre – if he's not a superstar, you can't trade that contract. No team takes that contract. I don't know, though. What so, about Phoenix? Back <laughs> well, they were buying out all the contracts of the retired or injured players for, like – they're the ones that took on Dotsuk's contract when he went back to the KHL. Yeah. They took on a few of the Chicago Blackhawks contracts. But those only had like 
a you're, year, you're, two you're, or three left. You're not or, wrong. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying maybe. Right. Um, I mean, they took Chris Pronger's contract at one point mm-hmm. when he'd been already in the Hall of Fame, I think. Or he, he was like, like stop playing. For, he, yeah, it was a long time. They took his contract or something. Mm. I, but it's not undoable. It's just not probable. Right. Speaking of this, is a complete sidetrack. But did you guys see that Yarmir Yager oh, is yeah. 50 years old? And is, I think either yesterday or the day before something played in a game in some professional league in yeah. Europe. I don't he know owns where the he team. Do you know why he had yeah. to play? His huh. team got sick. Oh, really? So yeah. He had, they just it was a lack of players. Really? Yeah. <laughs> He's built different. So so but now that he played, it moves his Hall of Fame induction back because he's still playing professionally, so he can't be yep. enshrined into the Hall of Fame yet. Oh my. <laughs> so I think he played like fifteen minutes and had two assists and a goal too. Oh so he God. didn't like so not he, do anything. Yeah. He actually did something. He's actually good still. I was hoping he was gonna hit 50. up all thirty one teams at the time for all teams because he just kept going from team to team yeah. to team to team. <laughs> Every year it was like I'm gonna go see Yami Yager play for the last time, and right? And then he's back <laughs> I did that for like five years, and I was just like, "This guy's never gonna retire." <laughs> All right, so um, you brought up a coaching change, and one of the things in that article was Kelly Chase said that part of coaching is, or part of developing culture is a little bit of fear. Like you don't want people scared for their jobs, but you also want the fear of listen, if you're not performing, I can send you down to the AHL or I can put you on the fourth line. And I don't know how you put Pareko, who's making $6.5 million, or Kairou, who still is only making two-something right now, but is about to make eight-something. Like, How do you put one of them players in the AHL? Well, you can't because they got one-way contracts, so they'd be on waivers, and someone would probably pick them up on waivers. Um, or like they're the fear of not playing is not there. So they've either won or they have won. Kairou was maybe a black ace on the team. He didn't play that year, but maybe black ace or not. Uh, he might've been. So for, for those of you wondering, Ben, (laughs) did you say black ace? Shots fired. Yeah. So, and rosters expand in playoffs. And so they usually call up a bunch of people um, or like extra people and they hardly ever play. Mm -hmm. Um, So who's one? Um, Thornton. What was Thornton's name? First name? No, not that. Uh, Thorburn? Thorburn. Chris Thorburn. Chris Thorburn. Yeah. Didn't play very much, but he was a black A. So he was on the roster for the playoffs. So he won a Stanley Cup. He was like the top five person to get the cup. Like I think like Petro gave it to Bo Meester Mm -hmm. and then like Bo Meester gave it to Thorburn and Thorburn didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you watch the video when they win, you eventually see who's so out there because he was one of the black aces for practice. Oh, was he? And I was just like, why is there a third goalie? I was like, who is that? I was like, oh, that's who's so he's, he's one of the black aces, I guess. Yeah. I, and it didn't click with me <laughs> because I, I never saw it. Like a, it'd be a goalie, I guess, or it never clicked. Yeah. But yeah. There was like four or five of them that year. And I can't remember if Kyra was one or not. Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, you got all these, these people who have, won the cup or getting all this money and don't have the fear of not playing in the NHL. Like, yeah, sure. Cut me, release me, but you still owe me millions of dollars. And what's better? Would you rather play in the NHL and make millions of dollars or sit on your couch and watch millions of dollars? I wouldn't mind sitting on my couch and making millions of dollars. Yeah. I don't know. Like I I would (laughs) hope they have like, you know, the drive to win another cup in them. Right. I, I didn't want him to be content with just one, but right. we're a third of the way of the season in, maybe over a third. I don't under, I didn't do the math, but for them to still be talking about lack of heart and lack of playing is crazy to me. However, let's get brighter. Let's get merrier. The Colorado game, I thought was better. I thought we played good and it was an ESPN broadcast, which was rough. Yeah. It's tough to listen to. It's brutal. That's what I mean. I I, I hate when it's on ESPN. You can. Yeah, it's not the greatest. Okay. Um, But normally ESPN will do anything to highlight superstar players. And who's got more superstar players is Colorado, especially Kale McCarr. They'll they'll 
do anything for that guy. But they were like being nice to the Blues and saying that the Blues were playing really well, at least in the second period, I know. Like we came out in the second period of Colorado and we're on it. I felt like that was a pretty good game for the Blues. Now, Colorado's doesn't have Landeskog, doesn't have McKinnon, doesn't have Bowen Byram. I think Gerard hurts out. <laughs> They're missing a lot of players. I think one of their lines, actually at one point, their three forwards and their two defensemen were all AHL call-ups. Yeah. <laughs> so They have the, the <laughs> most players utilized this year at 33. They've used 33 different players. Yeah. So it's crazy. they are hurting for people. So it's not like Superstar Colorado, but still I feel like the Blues put a, not a 60-minute game in, but still played. Yeah, a decent game. I think they definitely turned it on in the third. But you got to think, like, if that script is flipped and the Blues have five players pulled up from the AHL, we're getting throttled. Mm -hmm. It's going to be four, probably three or four goals a period. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe we're starting to see uh, an uptick. I don't see. Uh, (laughs) I take the glass half empty on this one, though. We, it's, hard, uh, it's hard not to. Yeah, right? it, it I mean, is. It's just like, because, you know, we knew Colorado was that, and I was like, all right, you know, just pucks on net, pucks on net, which we did, don't get me wrong, but to only muster out two goals. And, I mean, they did look good offensively, but it doesn't matter if they didn't put the puck in yeah, the back of the net, you know. Just, score. I mean, at some point in time, you've got to, like, pick on a fourth liner to just run the goalie. <laughs> a little, <laughs> little cocky reaction. Take, yeah, exactly. <laughs> take the goalie out and then – that's a playoff tag. You know, I mean, it speaks volumes <laughs> once Jordan Bennington is your most, you know, violent player at one point, like yeah. the Pittsburgh game. And it's just right. Like, I'm just gonna say, like, God, I miss Ryan Reeves. I, I miss uh-huh. Ryan Reeves with a passion. Um, the, ever since he left, the Blues really just haven't had anyone just being a real, you know, disturber. And I, yeah. I felt like that really set a tone on the ice, like. All right, you know, other teams kind of not so much scared, but kind of second guessing what they were going to do. Right. Like, do I hit this guy? Because if I take this guy out, I have to answer to Reeves. Yeah. And Ryan Reeves doesn't mess around. Yeah. Now it's if I take this guy out, I might be able to score. Yeah. (laughs) Like, there's no. (laughs) Yeah. There's no. Well, what was it? Um, Bortuzzo. Bortuzzo ran into somebody's goalie. This was maybe a week or two ago. Ran into somebody's goalie, and as soon—I mean, it was an accident. He didn't do it on purpose, but as soon as he did, the whole team, whatever team we were playing, I don't remember. Literally, all of them—you see them all drop their gloves and go towards him. Does either you know what what I'm talking about? I don't I remember know, what I was at work, but I remember it was. I remember getting a tweet, and it was just like Bortuzzo's penalty got overturned, back down to a minor instead of a major. Yeah, I think he oh, was. Okay. I think he was pushed into he the was goalie. Tampa. It was Tampa. It was Tampa. Yeah. Yep. That sounds right. Yep. Um, but yeah, it, I, for the longest time, it feels like the Blues don't have that. Like if someone took a run at Bennington, not to you know bring up last year's playoffs, but, <laughs> but uh, I feel like if a regular or season Nick Ammon putting him on his fantasy team, yeah, okay. <laughs> which we have, which we have yet to play Calgary, right? So uh, we play them Friday. Well, here we'll see Friday. <laughs> That's in Calgary, though, right? It is. I got you. I, it'll be a different game when they come back. Yeah, I remember uh, we went last year. When Colorado came in town, one of the games, and Justin Falk immediately just grabs. Kadri oh yeah, for the year before, love it. When he, oh yeah, well that's because that's when Kadri took out Falk. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. got suspended then. Yeah, so I, I think uh, when Kadri comes back to town in a Flames jersey, uh, I, I hope Bennington just decks him right in the face. Right. Uh, don't think it'll happen. Maybe it will. Bennington's kind of a loose cannon. Takes his water point. bottle and throws it at him again. <laughs> That showed him. God, I forgot about that. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I want to move back to 2019 when we won the cup. Good times, right? Great times. So if you can think back, how, what was the Blues' strategy in, in each series? How do you think we won our games? 
Uh, I like to bring up the San Jose round where That's we just exactly where I wanted you to go. <laughs> where, so where we doing, just I did not prep him on this. <laughs> where we just massacred the whole team <laughs> to the point where they're fighting with each other. Do you remember the video where the Sharks players fighting with each other before Game Six, the practice before? Like that's how frustrated we made that team. <laughs> they were fighting each other, right? Because well, we were just that, running them over. Yeah, didn't that Game Six? They were like, I know Pavelski for sure was out. Yeah, and I feel like they had multiple people out with injuries from getting Carlson was smacked. playing injured, which a lot of people are like, okay, this guy's just hurting us more playing injured. Pavelski was out. There was a, one or two more that were out or playing injured. Right. But we were just running them. So we clearly don't have that same team. Oh, but no. do you think <laughs> if – I think the Blues is still want to play that style. Granted, Kairou's not going to go out there and hit anybody. Robert Thomas isn't going to go out there and hit anybody. But we still have Shen who can go hit. We still got Barbashev who will go hit. Okay. Um, so if the Blues could go on a magical run – and make the playoffs, which honestly it wouldn't be that magical because we're only five points out of a wild card right now. So it's not like we're in last we're it's over. But if the blues make the playoffs, do you think that could happen again? Could they just out hit other teams and just do that death by a thousand cuts kind of thing where they just I don't see this team as a really physical team. Um, also, you got to think Ryan Reeves just got traded to Minnesota, right? So, you have to you have to go play against <laughs> that, survive that one. Um, I mean, could they be physical? Yeah, but like you said, do you see any of these players being physical at all right now? Um, not to knock on Braden Shin, but if he's one of your most physical players and your goal scorer, that's good for him, I yeah. guess, but not usually a combination, you, yeah. You, you need like <laughs> That good fourth hard checking line, the third checking line, with a little bit of finesse. The CPR line. Yeah. 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 You need a line that's going to strike the fear of God into the other team. You know, the one that where Connor McDavid's going to kind of look over his shoulder and make sure someone's not coming at him. And I I can guarantee you he's not looking over his shoulder to see if Kairu's coming at him. He doesn't care. I think Achari is leading our team in hits right now. And he's also on pace for 25 goals, which I would be extreme that would be a career high for him you think he's his career high is 20 and he got it once so he's not a 20 goal scorer or 25 goal scorer but he leads the team in hits um i looked it up because i feel like the blues have been hitting okay like when i watch the games i feel like they're out hitting teams so i was like how well are we out hitting them well it's not that well uh we're averaging 23 hits a game which isn't bad but it's middle of the road the NHL uh the Pittsburgh I almost said Pirates this is hockey we're talking (laughs) hockey not baseball the (laughs) Pittsburgh Penguins are averaging almost it's 30.93 so 31 hits a game and we're at 23 so that's a lot of extra hits through one game and then take that to a series I mean that adds up so yeah, I think I agree with you based on what I looked up is we're not which we're is, not the hitting team that we used to be. Which is weird when your coach uh was known for just beating the lights out of people. Right. <laughs> so I that's always kind of been a mismatch in my head of like, all right, so we're gonna put all of our money in on Thomas and Cairo and I, I like Robert Thomas a lot. He, he seems like an overall player, and that's why I think he's like the quieter version because he's going to do more of the passing to where Kairu is a good hockey player. He's just more finesse. He's just young. But when you look at like Bruby's coaching style, it's just like, when are they going to hit though? Yeah. And it's just, They're it, not. it doesn't mesh up. It'd be interesting to look up the stats and see like hits for Achari because Achari is leading our team compared to Thomas and Kairu. Yeah. I mean, what, we're 30, or no, sorry, 28 games in, 28 games in, I would bet money that Kairou and Thomas each have less than 28 hits, less than a hit a game. I could see it. Would be my guess. So, all right, well, we're we're not looking too hot there. But as I mentioned earlier, we are only five points out of a wild card spot. And we are recording on Monday, and tonight, let's see, it's 
5.39. So in 20 minutes, no, we play at 7 tonight, I think. Correct. So in an hour and 20 minutes, we play Nashville. <clears throat> Nashville, we're currently in the sixth spot for the wild card. Okay, so one and two make the wild card. We're six. Well, Nashville's five. Thursday, we play Edmonton. They're in the one spot for the wild card. And Friday, we play Calgary, who's in the three spot of the wild card. If we win three games in a row, we are either in a wild card spot or if it doesn't go well for Colorado or Minnesota, we could be in the three spot for the it's a lot of what for the central. It is a lot of what <laughs> if. I mean, it's three hard games, especially with Edmonton and Calgary being a back-to-back. That's hard. Okay. And this being a back-to-back, because we played Colorado mm-hmm. yesterday. So that's kind of crappy schedule-making. But, I mean, all of this talk about the Blues are bad and the Blues are not playing well and the Blues aren't. They're, not, they're definitely not living up to the expectations that everyone had at the beginning of the year, but we're only five points back of a playoff spot. And hockey, out of any sport, whether you're talking the MLB, the NFL, the MLS, I feel like I'm missing one. Am I missing a major sport? WNBA. The WNBA. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Out of any sport, I think I was missing just the NBA. I never said the NBA. (laughs) So either of them. Um, Any of those sports, hockey is the one that has the most... Parity, I guess, is the, is the word. Like a one seed can beat or lose to a f- uh, the four seed five. That's how LA <laughs> so, back in like 2012 or 14. Yeah, the Kings. Yeah, they were like the eight seed, barely snuck in and just absolutely destroyed everybody yeah. going in. I remember that. I watched it at your old house, I think. Yeah. And so you don't see that a whole lot in other sports. So hockey truly is a get in and see what happens. And so now I'm not I'm not saying that the Blues are going to get in and then they're just going to they're going to win it. That would be that'd be 2019 all over again. And I don't can't imagine two miracles in yeah. less than five years. So I don't expect that to happen, but I'm still saying there is a possibility. It's not completely out of the question. I mean, they just got to get that spark lit, but nothing's lighting right now. Nothing's catching fire. Right. It just I don't know. Maybe we need a. Uh, get Bortuzzo to fight more teammates in practice. Yeah. Like we Can we get Zach Sanford back? <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need him. Who does he really don't want him? To, I feel like if he fought Cairo, he would, Cairo would be out for like three weeks. You would just break him. A, yeah, broken cheekbone. <laughs> so, so maybe like a, I don't know, a barbershop. I feel like Barbie would hold his own. Barbie, Barbie probably, Barbie Barbie probably put the hands on him, though. Saying, be, that would be a good fight. <laughs> Barbie seems sneaky like in a good fight. Like, yeah. I've seen, seen that Sanford and Bertuzzo clip again, and Sanford didn't even like throw a punch. <laughs> it, was just, <laughs> it was all Bortuzzo like, grabbing him and punching him. You probably thought if I hit Bortuzzo, he's just going to get madder and hit me harder. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, let's get to the teach me how to dug section so teach me how to dug actually before we do this we should probably do an ad read because we haven't done an ad read this whole time and i probably should throw out an ad read so i'll do the same ad read that we always do because suzuk nail buzz is my lady okay actually i might i need to buy some of this i haven't got my mom a christmas gift yet she doesn't listen to this so she go. probably doesn't know this so maybe i'm gonna buy her some nails so, Dad, I know you listen to this. Don't tell her. <laughs> All right. Go check out Suzuki Nail Buzz. Get yourself some acrylic glue-on nails. They're 16 bucks, and you can actually get 10% off if you mention the Blues Fan Forum podcast. Send her an email. It is suzukenaillove at gmail.com. That is S-Z-U-C-C-N-A-I-L-L-O-V-E at gmail.com. Tell the Blues Fan Forum podcast sent you, and you'll get you 10% off. They're 16 bucks. I mean, it's take $1.60 off of that. You're saving money. Boom. So, And she's got, actually, she had her nails at school today, like a whole, I mean, she's got a ton of inventory. So if you need, if it's December 24th and you need a gift and you live in the Highland area, send her an email. She'll probably get you something. All right. 
Now we can move on to teach me how to Doug. So this is where Sawyer gets to act like he is Mr. Doug Armstrong. And everything that we've kind of done with this so far has been kind of moving forward. Like, what are you going to do here? What are you going to do now? But talking about how the culture's kind of gone in the Blues locker room and how the Blues aren't playing well kind of thing, I kind of want you to look backwards. And if you could, is there a signing or a not signing that you would undo or a trade in the past? That you would undo. And you can do undo multiple things. And I have a bunch of stuff written down. So if you need options, I got options. Uh, number one, David Perron's not going anywhere. David Perron's staying. So I got David Perron staying. So he signed for 4.75 for two years in Detroit. And I think that's, I feel like that is the easy one. I mean, <laughs> like we, we could go on for hours how I feel about it. But <laughs> just letting him go to Detroit. To the Junior Blues. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, and then a lot of people were, well, I guess this one's 50-50, but re-signing Petro. Okay, um, so that's literally the top two that I wrote down. <laughs> Petro and <laughs> Which What was that? Are you I don't like, I'm not a big Petro fan. Oh, don't Side like note, Petro. Did you see like he took an indefinite leave? Petro did? Yeah, from Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah, like it's kind of hush-hush. I just said he's having family issues. but Ooh, like, No, I did not hear that. So I don't know what's going on there, but like I was not a big Petro guy like when he first came in, but like because he wasn't physical and like I always kind of think your captain needs to be a little bit physical, you know? Yeah, well, we were kind of blessed with David Backus for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I guess, you know, Petro got Ryan Reeves to do the dirty work. Yeah. But, <laughs> Once, you know, the last few years he was with the Blues, I was like, okay, he, this guy is a legit defender. And then we didn't re-sign him. And then we picked up Krug, which I thought, all right, that's actually a good payoff. A younger guy, same caliber. And I like Krug a lot still, but, like, I think Petro's way better. Mm -hmm. So you're you're happy with the Krug pivot, but you, like, when, you, when we realized we weren't getting Petro, you're happy with the Krug pivot. Right. But you would rather. I, I would rather have Petro than yeah. Krug. What about Vince Dunn over Petro? Uh, well, so we lost Vince Dunn in the uh, draft. Expansion draft. Yeah. Yeah. So we really didn't have a choice in that. But I was, could have protected him. I was more hoping <laughs> that they would have took Tarasenko. And I'll tell you right now, I still am like the number one Tarasenko fan. I remember when he got drafted. I remember that first game he went to, we beat uh, Detroit 6 nothing. I said, this guy's getting a hat trick. He scored two. So it was cool. one away. <laughs> um, like, But I, I think his... I won't call him antics, but it's whole, like, I don't want to be here. That's got to be a distraction yeah. for leadership. Um, he's still playing great. Like they said, you know, they thought his overall game yesterday was great. But I wish Seattle would have taken him just to, one, to rip the Band-Aid. I was ready for it. I was like, just, just do it. I just yeah. wanted to get it over with. Because now it's two years and we're still <laughs> <Yeah>. dealing with it. <laughs> um, but then it comes out, you know, like, I don't want to be here. They messed up my shoulder, which I, I don't blame him for that. Like, if you felt like they messed up your shoulder and you put 90% of your entire life into a profession, you know, I don't blame you for right. wanting to get out. So not signing Petro and not signing Perron, two big ones. Like I said, first things I have. Is there any signings now that are currently on the team that you're like, Ooh. This needs to go. So, or if you could go back in time, you. So, not that I don't think Robert Thomas will live up to the hype because I'm a big Robert Thomas guy. Um, I think he's a great player, and I think Kyrie's a great player. Just those two, they're eight by eights, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight, eight point one two five. I immediately oh. thought of Chicago when I saw those, like a Kane and Tay situation. Kane. Yep, and look at them now, like. They're stuck with Kane. Although I heard Kane, you know, don't expect him to be on the Blackhawks at the trade deadline mm -hmm. this year. But it's like he's going to the Rangers. You heard it here first. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I'm wish that guy ended up and somehow gets like traded to Phoenix. He <laughs> he's probably he's got to have a no trade clause. Oh, for sure he so. does. Just th that'd be wild. It would never happen. But that's what I immediately thought of. I was just like, all right, so we're gonna have to start shipping off good players and contracts for next to nothing, right? And you know we're gonna have to give up draft picks, and I, time will only tell. Um, but I wouldn't have given him eight by eight, especially Cairo. Like he's, I don't feel like he proved himself worthy of he an had, eight by eight. Like he had a half a good year. 
Yeah. I mean, and well, the, he had a, a half of a year. The first half of last year was really good. Mm-hmm. The second half of last year was like mediocre. Yeah. It's and he was what the uh, fastest player at the All Star game. Yeah. Which <laughs> means nothing. <laughs> and like I said, he's a good player, but not eight by eight worthy yet. Thomas. Right. Just for you know logistics and being smart with contracts, not don't give them an eight by eight. But yeah. you know, they're they're them on the other end, there's just like, hey, well, you know, this is a business too, which I don't know. I, I don't know. It's always hard to get mad at Doug Armstrong when he has something up his sleeve and He's fleeces a move. But right now it's looking like he got fleeced with yeah. these two contracts. So who knows? It's very possible. I mean, well, you're comparing Kyru and Thomas to the contracts to Kane and Taze. Yeah. If these two turn into the Blues version of Kane and Taze, 8.125 is a steal. Which it is. I mean, that is a steal. Now, do we think that that's going to happen? I mean, you're talking about Kane, who is the greatest American hockey player ever until Austin Matthews continues to do what he keeps doing. Um, and then you're talking about Captain Serious Taze. So, I mean, three cups in six years, right? For the Blackhawks? Three and yeah, six. Was it I mean, like it was, every other year? They went 10, 13, 15. Okay. And then so, the Kings snuck in, you know. Those, yeah, and the other. It was 12 and 14 <laughs> and Boston and 11 or something. So, like yeah, if Cairo and Thomas turn into that, it's a steal. But And that hasn't even started. Like, this year, they're still only getting paid two-something. Yeah. So. Yeah, one's iffy. So, here's something. When I was looking this up, did you guys know that Robbie Fabry was on the Blues when we won the Cup? Yeah, he had the was that, famous champagne, and someone took a drink of it, and he was like, that's $15,000, don't chug that or something. <laughs> I, didn't, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Like, I, like, saw that. I'm like, wait, we traded him after that? And I had to, like, extra look at it just to make sense because I didn't remember him being yeah, on he that. A, he had a few goals against Ben Bishop in the second round. Did he get, like, I could be completely making this up, but he gets in kind of on a sort of ish breakaway but was on like the left side of the ice and just took a random slap shot Something and scored like a goal. I feel like I'm remembering that. I could be making it up. So, I have his trade down as something that maybe the Blues look back on for not really the greatest. Do you guys know who we traded Robbie Fabry for? Oh, when he's not on the team anymore, is he? No, I don't even know if he's uh, in the NHL anymore. Oh, I'm going to know it as soon as you say the name, of course, but he did, like, next to nothing on the team. Yeah, he was... Went to Detroit, right? Fabry went to Detroit, yeah. Is that where our... Our guy came from, though. Yeah, I, d- I didn't write his name down, and I can't... I wrote his last name down. I didn't write his first name down. I can't even remember his first name. His name is De La Rosa. Yep. Is it Michael De La Rosa? That doesn't sound right. I think it was, like, Jacob. Google it. I think it is Jacob. I will tell you, he had, when he played for us, he had a very attractive girlfriend. (laughs) Because the seats that we had for our season tickets, they were, like, right next to the girls. Like, that's where, like, the girlfriends would sit. Like, not the wife. Well, we had a couple wives. Like, Steen's wife would be there. It's it's Jacob. Jacob. Jacob De La Rosa. You didn't know his name. It's your name. I I I was like, I think it's Jacob. I don't don't remember. I'm just saying that's how insignificant that guy was. And like I said, I don't. Can you look and see if he's even in the NHL anymore? I can. Is he still? Does Google? Does Google know that? So, but yeah, and Fabry is obviously doing fairly well, and so we have that trade, which I think didn't help. Well, that one's hard though because Fabry wasn't producing with the guys we had on the team at the time, though. Well, and he had the two ACL yeah injuries, so that. Yeah, and I think it was a trade by need. Like Fabry's a winger. I think he did play a little bit of center, but De La Rose was a. I think a, was a Fabry center. going to Detroit was like helped his career more than anything because it's like, all right, now this guy's going to be playing second line minutes at yeah. least, if not first, and now he's just killing it over there. I mean, then it doesn't, you know, doesn't hurt when David Perron ends up coming over with Oscar Sundquist and. Right, yeah. the, and then Huso's there, yeah. <laughs> and Jake Wall. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's in the NHL anymore. He played two years with Detroit, nineteen and twenty, and then he came, or excuse me, eighteen and nineteen, and then he came to us for twenty and twenty-one. And I, I don't have any other stats. <laughs> so that was it. He played a year with us. 
That's crazy. So the other trades I have down are the Scandella trade. That one was kind of a knee-jerk reaction, I think. Yeah, because didn't we have injuries or something? And we... Well, that was, I think, quote-unquote, Bo Meester's replacement. Okay. So, so that yeah, so that well we've I feel like we've been looking for a left-handed defenseman for years, and so Scandella was supposed to be it. He didn't turn out to be it, and then the Letty trade, who which the Letty trade I don't think is bad. The thing I'm worried about is the Letty contract. Four mm-hmm. years at was well, it four by three or four by four? Four at four. Yeah, um, it's not terrible. It's not great. It's really so. just. Right. Can he be the Nick Letty he once was, I guess? Right. I yeah. mean, he is a a smooth skater, which kind of is more of the NHL now. Have you ever so. looked up like trades that weren't didn't happen cuz like no trade clauses and I'm specifically thinking of Shaddy when we had him cuz we almost traded him to Tampa and I think we were getting Jonathan Druin out of this proposed trade or um a one another one of the other hot shots. I don't even think he plays for Tampa anymore. But he had that no trade clause. And so, so we, we end up getting nothing it. for it. There was people keep talking about, I keep seeing there were I don't know if there was ever conversations, but I think there were rumors about Pareco for dry Like a long time ago. <laughs> Sign it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll take that. Doug, if you're listening, get it going. <laughs> yeah. It's a quick so, side note on that. Did you ever hear the story about how Pareco got pulled over in Troy? No. Yeah. TPD strikes again, dude. Are we are we even surprised? No. Not at all. I don't remember where I saw it, but it was in their police blotter. Why I was looking at Troy's police blotter, no idea, but it said Colton Pareko, and I was just and it was during the cup run too. Oh, and they God. still gave him a ticket. Speeding or a seatbelt. Yeah. I think it was speeding. But I, I, every time I hear Colton Pareko, I always think about that guy got pulled over one town room. <laughs> grew up <at>. yeah <laughs> highland's pretty much famous because we were we were the city next to the city that he got pulled over. <laughs> well i know back like a couple of years ago he used to frequent big dads at uh in Edwardsville. someone told me he is friends with some people here in highland maybe the sam's owners i don't know if that's true or not no i feel like i would know that i feel like you would see him at sam's if that was the thing and yeah i feel like colton preco is not driving out to highland illinois just to have a beer. And I go to Sam's way too often, too. <laughs> pretty <laughs> sure he, I'm pretty sure he lives in Maryville. Does he really? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Gotcha. All right, well, let's start to wrap this up. Before we do, as everybody knows, you can win money on this podcast, which by you can win money, you would be winning your money that you've donated. <laughs> a portion of it. <laughs> a portion of it. So for 5% of our income, which is still zero, because running a podcast is expensive to start. Well, when you run a podcast, well, I feel like we did a pretty good job of buying legit gear, and we still have to pay for that back. But you guys can support us by finding us on our Facebook page. There is a support button there, and you guys can go through and give us $10 a month. What do you need? I mean, it's $10 a month. We're, we're providing $10 worth of quality a month, right? Hey, I listen to it weekly, so I felt, like, like, I felt obligated to donate. You that's know, what the I'm saying. I'm getting. So just do what Sawyer did, Okay. When you guys are listening to the podcast, drink some beer, take some shots, and then by the end of the podcast, be like, I need to give them money. That's what I did. That's <laughs> simple enough. So find us on Facebook and Donut. So Sawyer can win money because he's going to get this right. Sawyer, I need what you think the Blues record is going to be. All right. So a lot of this was just for the simplistic math. I won't lie. <laughs> it adds up nice and easy. 32. 45 and 5. We are uh, not making the playoffs on that one. 45 and 5. So at the beginning of the year when we were starting all this, I always said, give me your record and then how far do the Blues make in the playoffs? Because at the beginning of the year, it was a, everyone had the Blues in the playoffs. Like We took Colorado to six games and probably could have been more if anything didn't hurt. So we, had, we were supposed to be good, but that's not working so well. So if we're not making the playoffs... What pick do you think we're getting? I can't the, pick seven, right? That was already picked. The draft. No, I don't. It was it was four last week. It was four? I don't think five? The, I don't five. Think, I don't think the blues are that lucky. Susie picked five. Oof. I'm I'm going with seven then. Pick seven. Yeah. Seven lucky number? Cause no, just ah, blues aren't that lucky. I, I think they've only had what three number one overall picks and they're 
lifetime. Was last one being Eric Johnson, almost right. Yeah, then that wasn't close to almost twenty years ago. What was Petro? Petro was four, something like that. Something up there. We haven't had a pick above ten in like fifteen years. Mm-hmm. So I think Zachary Bolduc was our last high pick, and he was like fifteen. I mean, even Tarasenko, Schwartz, Kyra's a second round pick. Thomas. None of our... We drafted Schwartz before Tarasenko. Yeah. And neither of them were inside the top 10. We haven't mm-hmm. had a top 10 pick in years. It's crazy. Which I guess speaks good for our scouts, but I don't know. Right. <laughs> All right. 34, 45, and 5. The Blues are missing the playoff, but we're getting the 7 pick. I feel like you can get a pretty good player at the 7 pick. Martin St. Louis went undrafted. I always remember that. So Really? Anybody can be... Anybody can be yes. anybody. Yeah, we can all take. We don't need the seven pick, dude. Just let us pick up a random, random free agent. <laughs> let's, let's just take him. Go get him. All right, Sawyer. Anything else? No. Uh, I want to say I hope we turn the season around, but I don't want to do that whole thing where we're flirting with getting in the playoffs and get a mediocre pick. So right, let's do one or the other. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Either be great or suck. One <laughs> one of those. <laughs> All right. Well, Sawyer, appreciate you coming. Thanks for having me. Had a blast. Oh, before (laughs) I was going to say end it. We can't end it yet. Sawyer, how do we end all these podcasts? Let's go blues. There we go. See you guys.